We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. By now, you know that I am half of the team, Kel Dansby. Yep, and this is Andreas Hale. And today we are bringing you the latest in MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, and hip-hop. We're going to talk a little bit about Manny Pacquiao and his stance on gay marriage. Animals. They're animals, man. They're worse than animals. <laughs> We're going to preview WWE Fastlane. We're going to talk about... NJPW, yes, they're still on the map. And we're going to talk a little bit about boxing. But first, we got to get to Kanye West. Well, yeah, we can talk about Kanye. We can talk about Kanye. We talk about Kanye. He dropped the album. What'd you think? I like the album. Um, I think that it's a little bit, I guess, overhyped just because the expectations were low. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not knocking the album. It's good, it's solid. It's. Maybe it's top five albums of all time. It's not college dropout. It's not graduation. It's not, you know, dark fantasy. But with that being said, it's better than we all thought it would be. It has its really high points. Ultralight Beam is incredible. Chance, yep. so it can bless that. Yep. Uh, Kendrick blessed it with a great verse. And in, in between those, you know, Kanye spit some real stuff. So the production level is high. I, I like the album. I think his lyrics are trash on this album. He doesn't have a ghostwriter. But I'm just saying, like, I think, like, when his highs are really high, like, Ultra Light Beam is a phenomenal song. It shows you that he's a composer. He can know how to put things together. And it's funny because it's the best song on the album, but it's the least that we hear of Kanye on the entire album. Yeah, we, we just want to listen to Chance. Yeah, Chance and Kelly Price and The Dream. Like, 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 that song is dope. But then, like, Father Stretch My Hands, for instance. Like, I was like, yo, this is dope. Metro Boom with is that Cuddy on there? 
Yeah, Cuddy's on there. Oh, Cuddy kills that shit. But then Kanye opens a verse about bleached assholes, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, there's a lot, there's a fine line between being funny and corny, and Kanye is very corny on this album. He says a lot of like the whole Ray J line, the Taylor Swift line. Like, I just feel like he has nothing else to talk about but himself. And when he gets introspective, that's when he's dope. Like real friends, and when you know when he talks about himself, well, not himself, but things that we can relate to. Thirty he's minutes. Dope. That's why I like thirty minutes. No, thirty hours. Like, yeah, yeah. Or thirty hours. Excuse me. Uh, thirty hours is like a throwback, like talking about his old girlfriend and everything. Yeah. Like I, I like that. Yeah, that's but cool. when he's talking, when he's just kind of yelling. Ah, ah, like yo, at the end of thirty hours, by the way, he just lets it ride out. Yeah, and it's just like three Ks, two words, and then that was it. I, yo, between that and him on SNL and how he said the album's out now, like yo, Kanye's on drugs. I said I'm gonna say it every week. It's clear that Kanye's on something. I, the album's decent. It's better than Yeezus to me, but it's it's better than Yeezus. I mean, Blood on the Leaves is probably the only real long lasting yeah, thing from Yeezus. But the, um, ugh, it's not. It's not. It doesn't crack any of my top Kanye albums. Like it's not better than it's top five. I mean, it's nah. right behind those that I listed. I mean, I like 808s. Maybe a little bit better than this. I People like 808s. Last on their list. Yeah, I like Kaz. It. We need to get Kaz back yeah. on the show. I don't know what the hell Kaz is doing. I mean, like like eight away. I love Streetlights. I think Streetlights is a phenomenal song. I think there's he has some great moments on that. Sure, it's not like lyrically adept, but this album it felt like a lot of it felt unfinished. Like I, I said that this is his best on uh, his verse on um uh the L A joint with Kendrick. Oh, no more parties in L A. No parties in L A. Is his best verse since probably graduation. Nah, he had better verse on oh, me. But nah, he was darks. spitting. He was ah, spitting on this. My beautiful like, dark back. twisted fantasy. Oh. Like, like, there's there were great moments on me on beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like, by him? Yes. Or by features? No. I, I, that sticks out to me because it was also feature heavy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just more polished. This just felt really unfinished. Like it felt like he he was clearly like putting this together at the last minute. It's not gonna win Grammy of the album of the year. Okay, no, he doesn't no, no, have to not. chill with that. Like if I had to get like my official review will be out probably tomorrow. I'm giving it like a three and a half. Like it's not That's even, not bad. No, it's not bad. Like it's it's listenable, but for Kanye you quality, Jesus, Jesus was trash to me. I gave it like <laughs> okay. a two. I exactly. thought it was just garbage in my opinion. There's people that he thought, killed like, Pitchfork for giving him a shitty rating. Yo, I said it on my Twitter. Like Kanye's like, oh, white people can't talk about it. Like yo, you never hit me. I gave you five mics. I never got a phone call. So <laughs> you've been running into these public cases for years trying to get interviews, and now you want to shun them. Like forget Kanye. Yo, that's crazy. Like. His Twitter rants are better than the album, though. His Twitter rants mean he's asking Zuckerberg for dough, a billion dollars, a billion, like, all right, like it was ten. Like, like yo, let me hold that. I'm just saying, of all people, I Mark got Zuckerberg. You. And then the best place you can ask Mark Zuckerberg for money, the guy who runs Facebook, you ask him on Twitter. That's that. Does, is that something wrong with that? That's like me going to a UFC ring asking for a match <laughs> with, with Brock Lesnar in the WWE. Like, yo. Go to Facebook and ask Zuckerberg for money. Why are you on Twitter asking Zuckerberg for money? It makes no sense. It's Kanye. He makes no sense. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's doing all this to drum up press for the album, and it's working. Yeah, he's the best man. internet troll there is, man. He is, but I don't he's even know if he's trolling anymore. Kardashian blueprint. Everything makes money. So I'm just over Kanye. Like, I just like I don't even want to talk about him. Let's talk about the Grammys. How about that? Yeah, the Grammys were... Uh, were cool. You were covering them. Yeah, I was. I was in Grammy hell this week. Between like all the articles I had to do, I had to cover both the rap and the R&B field. Um, just disappointed Kendrick didn't win Album of the Year. He didn't have Album of the Year. 
I understand like people's feelings. Uh, I'm being disappointed, which was cool. I mean, he didn't have my number one hip hop album there. He, he yeah, but nobody listens to, to you though. But I mean, if people are completely objective and, and go by the music of it, uh, ASAP Rocky probably had album of the year. Oh God, his album's way more diverse. Um, what musically? Musically you, diverse. Like, come on, man. Come on. No, I, I'm dead serious. There ain't I'm no being real honest. instruments played on it. And ASAP his album is great. Don't get me wrong. LSD. But- is like a straight throwback to an 80s rock song. If that came out in the 80s, it'd be a classic. Oh All right, let's move on. Do you we'll, understand? Like, Yo, I'm Kanye, never going to agree with you on this. You're not. Like, ASAP's album is better than Kendrick's. album is better than Kendrick Lamar's album. That's wild. That is crazy. And then also, um, Big Sean probably top to bottom had a better hip-hop album than Kendrick Lamar. And so Kendrick Lamar will come in third for me for last year. And then Taylor Swift's album was actually very good. Come on, I don't, I'm not a fan of album. Taylor Swift. She's had amazing albums. Okay, okay. So she's beat out Beyonce on an amazing album. Do you think she deserved that? I, I think when she won Video of the Year and Kanye spazzed out off of the Hennessy, I thought it was very close. Beyonce danced her ass off in Single Ladies, but I thought uh, Taylor Swift told an amazing story in her video. And she had like the brace face. And she was like two girls at the same time. That shit was dope to me. So, yes, she deserved Video of the year. Wow. So I don't care if I'm black, green, Martian, you know, albino, whatever it may be. I can judge stuff off of what it is. And it's told a story. Beyonce just danced her ass off, and which is great. And I appreciate that. But Taylor Swift had a, a, a kind of board to it. It told a story. It was like watching not another teen movie or uh I don't know any one of the teen movies I grew up with in the 90s. It was like a throwback, and she brought that feel to her music video. So I understand. It has a story. So if they want to give her video of the year, they did. And now her album, front to back, was great. There was no skips. Kendrick Lamar, I skip a lot on that album. Yeah, I've listened to it you three are times. Bugging. Taylor Swift just won the Driving Miss Daisy Award, right? <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy be Do the Right Thing in 89. Everybody's going to remember Kendrick Lamar's album. Nobody's going to be talking about Taylor Swift's album in five years. Nobody. I mean, that's cool because his message was great, and I agree with that. I've been saying that the whole time. His message was transcendent. His cover was transcendent. His performance was transcendent. You don't have a bunch of people with shackles on the Grammys every day. Like, that shit never happens, except if you're Michael Jackson. Um, But obviously, it's like that was an amazing moment for black culture, for hip-hop culture, and I appreciate that. But I can remove myself from that situation and say... Hey, yo, Taylor Swift's album was probably better than yours. I, I'm not going to lie. crazy. All right. It's, Taylor Swift's album's not even better than Alabama Shakes album. Who Alabama Shakes had the I got to listen to this Alabama Shakes album. And you, might, you might have a great I mean, case. That sh- it should have won. That. Alabama, no. Kendrick's album should have won. That's, it's not transcendingly good. People yes, just it, want you, it to You just be, used the wrong word. Transcendingly good is exactly what Kendrick Lamar's album is. It's not. It didn't set hip-hop ahead light years. It didn't? It did not. What's the most talked about album this year? It was most controversial. Do you want to go most controversial? What's the most talked about album this year? It's not even controversy. What is the best did, music? Did, what are we discussing? Who, did Adele shout out what, what, Kendrick? What what is the what is the criteria then? So is it most talked about? Is Lyrics, it most gossiped about? Music, like musicality. Music. Like, there was live instrumentation all throughout the album. There it are, was great. It was good production. Good. It's not his best album. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna kill this conversation. It's it's not. When Taylor probably wins it. I, I'm yeah, crazy. gonna let, and, and I'm not saying that it's a landslide. I'm not saying that you can't give Kendrick the album, cause you can, and that's cool. It but people are acting like it's Pacquiao Bradley. 
It's not Pacquiao Brad. It's not a. It's not a farce. It's it's it, it's debatable. Taylor Swift's 1989's Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, w- 1989's an incredible album. By incredible? The way. Incredible it's, album. It's by good. It. It's a good Taylor Swift album. I, I covered it. I reviewed it. It's a good. I'm very objective when it comes to Taylor Swift. It's not her best album. I'm not doubting that. You're not very objective but when it comes to con- uh, to Kendrick Lamar. I am. I can tell you if there's songs that I don't like from Kendrick's album. But the facts remain that Kendrick had the best, most transcendent album this year. Easy. He had a great message musically. I'm not sure if it's there. I'm not mad at I'm not mad if Kendrick would have won it. Props to him. It it's a great statement. But if he didn't win it, I wasn't gonna be mad either because Taylor had an amazing album. Why can't both of their albums be great? And it was a toss up. But we're talking about the Grammy for best album of the year should be. They need to do this shit like they do the Heisman. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see how close the votes were. Yeah. I want to see what set it apart. Cause then that hushes the critics. Cause we don't know if it's a landslide. We don't know if he got robbed. It could have been three votes swinging it. It could have been a, a twelve-hour conversation between the committee, and then well, you know not, it comes down. Votes. We got to choose votes. someone. I'm just saying, but, but uh, it could be close. Is, Kendrick Lamar had the best album this year. I don't know. Period. He had the best album. Just like when Do the Right Thing, when Spike Lee lost for Do the Right Thing, there were people that were like, "Ah, oh, the Right Thing is amazing." Well, it, but it took all that time. Like, Do the Right Thing will be studied in college. It's being yeah. studied in college courses. Nobody's talking about Driving Miss Daisy. Kendrick's album will be discussed. Driving McDaisy was a good, <laughs> good driving movie. Driving McDaisy was not a good movie. It wasn't. It was decent. Let's be real. Like if you watch that, it movie wasn't is better than Do the Right Thing. Not even close. No. <laughs> like no, no, no. not even close. But you don't remember these things, right? So that's that's all I'm saying. We like, had way less of a voice back then. No. I mean that's. But that's what I'm saying. Very like, for Do the Right Thing, dude. Like I mean, Spike's been robbed twice. Malcolm X. Yeah. yeah. Like Denzel not winning for Malcolm X and Al Pacino winning for Center of a but Woman. But people like, on, now man. like. Now for people to say that our voice is being stifled, like hip hop runs the Grammys now. It, it's did not away one album of the year. Name, it's not you know 1990 what? though. Like we're not fighting to get in there. Like my man, we run it. We had half of the performances with hip hop and R and B. Yeah, but these we, are our people on stage. Like we are taking over. We win our category. We win rap album of the year. He's being nominated for album of the year. This He's probably new. second. Kanye's been nominated for album of the year and lost. What's the last hip hop album that won album of the year? Outcast. Speaker Box, Love Below. Why, like, did, <laughs> why did the album win album of the year though? Not because of Speaker Box. No, because Love Below. Because right. Andre went very different. And before very that, who won hip album of the year? A rapper. Did we get one before that? Lauren Hill. Oh, that that, that album. Which was top a phenomenal album. album ever. But, which is a phenomenal album. But my point is, we've never had a, a pure rap album win album of the year. Lauren's damn near close. And Kanye should have won. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, this Kanye should have won. I give you that. Out. You know, it's but it's the Grammys. You guys still got to look at the voting committee. Just got to look at the Oscars. So it is what it is. You know. But this year, I, I don't think it was a farce. And, uh, granted, you want to give it to Kendrick. I understand that, and I think people voted for him. But for people to say it's a robbery, it's not a robbery, man. Taylor did her thing, and, and I can't be mad at her. All right, it's, it's, you don't got to get up on stage with your Hennessy bottle. Nah, I mean, with zigzags in your hair, you know, like it, it wasn't it's that your bad. Boy, it's your boy Kanye. So let, let's talk. Let's talk what we came here to talk about because we got a little short show this week. Um, I want to actually start off talking about Ronda Rousey's revelation that she was close to committing. She thought about committing suicide after losing to Holly Holm. Yeah, that's um, that was rough to hear. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like Ronda is a very nice person. She is. I've been around Ronda. Um, obviously, we both have interviewed her several times. I uh, wrote an editorial about it today. We were all 
probably written think pieces about it already. Of course. If not to come. And it's it's kind of sad to see her going through this because she was a great champion. She has everything inside of her to be a great champion again. But mentally, it seems like she's broken. And this was confirmation to that. We've hinted towards it. We thought it was the case. She came and she hit herself in the airport, like shrouded. And we all thought of this. We never wanted to assume and go this far with her killing herself. But she's now revealed that she wanted to. It's, she got so wrapped up in the hype. It, it, it's the UFC. Like, people lose. GSP lost. GSP got knocked out. He got finished. Yeah. He didn't get knocked out, knocked out. But he, he was finished. Yeah. He came back. He won a title. He still won a best ever. It happens. Get over it and move on. She just doesn't seem to be able to do that. And it's sad, man. It, well, it really is. It's funny because if you read her book, she talks about how hard she took her losses in judo, which is very similar to what she's doing now. She puts a lot of pressure on herself to win. And it's, it's dangerous when you put that much pressure on yourself. But there was, a, there was the, the part that really got to me was the reason why she pulled herself out of that, by looking at Travis Brown. Which is weird. Which I'm means, not going to lie. I felt uncomfortable. What if Travis wasn't there? Or what happens today because Travis cheated on his wife for you? What happens when Travis finds him some new booty? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you gonna are you gonna contemplate suicide? Like, you can't hinge your future on some man. Yeah, and she wants to have babies and all that, which is cool. I mean, that's life goals. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, her father um, committed suicide too, which is another eerie thing. It's like trippy. So, like that, you think about that. That's not. But that's not the first thing that came to your mind when you said I'm gonna commit suicide. Well, my dad did. Travis Brown. It's just a little bit of, it's concerning for me with Ronda. She's very fragile. Their when kid it comes might in. be like the best MMA kid in history, by the way. <laughs> um, that's like large family breeding. Like, if they have a daughter, she's going to be the best UFC fighter in UFC history. She should. <laughs> but, like, with that being said, uh, it's an odd way to pull yourself out. It just reminds me that she's gone, man. Like, that's it. Like, your thought to pull you out of suicide isn't, I have a chance to come and redeem myself. I can get the belt back. I can be a fighter. Whatever it may be. I beat everyone else in the division. It's one night. I worked a lot, whatever it may be. That wasn't her first thought. It was to come and have babies with this guy who's standing on top of you. You're gone. Just go have babies. Don't come yeah. back. Like that's She doesn't want to fight. That's my concern. It's like, well, here's my thing. Here's what I think. Personally, I feel like. Everything that Ronda's saying now, she'll be fine by the time she's ready to fight again. Okay. But it, the problem is, is when will she be ready to fight again? You know, it's like, I think once she gets back into camp, but she has to shake everything that she's going through first and come into camp with a clear head. She's not clear yet. You know, she's still kind of dealing with a lot of mental issues and the loss is really devastating. But like Brock Lesnar was like, you know, you lose. Like, this is MMA. Nobody goes undefeated. You know, it's like unless you're Floyd Mayweather, nobody goes undefeated in boxing. Or Rocky Marciano, like it's very the 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 possibility of going undefeated is slim to none. We really don't see that in the UFC, especially. No, nobody who's gone undefeated. No, like it just what I'm saying. It's the like, gloves are ten ounce gloves. You're not going undefeated. Something's with that. going to happen. Catch you. Yeah, something's going to happen. It's, but it's how you know. It's, it's all like why Muhammad Ali is always considered the greatest. It's how he pulled himself up from losing the fight with Frazier. I mean, he got demolished with the left hook and got himself up off the canvas. That's what a lot of people remember. Ronda, she got to get up. And, and no man should have be there as be the reason why you get up. And maybe she said that because she was on Ellen. I have no idea. Because sometimes you just say things and be like, damn, why would I say that? Yeah. But I do feel like she's putting a lot of stock in Travis Brown, who's he's just a guy right now. I had to do edits on my article earlier. 
and I wrote, you know, an editorial comparing Ronda's career to Tyson's career uh, for Black Sports Online, and it's up there. And I had to do, like, you know, second and third edits on it, and I ended up taking out a piece where I was talking about the Ronda Pity Tour. Just because it seemed insensitive. You know, she's talking about suicide and everything right. like that. Um, I sourced a 1988 article in New York Times where Tyson tried to commit suicide, supposedly, allegedly. Right. And they interviewed him about committing suicide and driving into a wall or something. And it seemed insensitive for the article. But so I had to take it out. But it's crazy because it seems like a pity tour. Like, I can talk about it. It's our podcast now. Like, she <laughs> right. did the ESPN joint. It's now coming out that she's revealing that she was suicidal and everything. It's like, okay, you got pulled out because of your man and all this stuff. Like, why now? Why are you saying these things? Why was it that? The timing is just odd, and it seems like we're supposed to be on this Ronda Rousey sympathy tour. And it's like, you're a fighter. You signed up for this. You don't sign up to be a fighter because you're always going to win. You sign up for a fighter because you know you may lose, and you're, you're good enough to win. That's right. it. So I, I don't feel pity for her. This is what happens when you're in the UFC. This is what happens when your division is actually competitive. Sorry, Ronda. It wasn't competitive for a long time. Now you actually got to fight for what you want. And like, <laughs> It's hard when somebody, because there are other fighters who are probably sitting there right now going, I felt like killing myself too when I lost the fight. Like, it's, it's, it's not abnormal to feel that way when you lose a fight. But to vocalize it and express yourself in, you know, and being so hard on yourself, it's very dangerous territory because you're proven to be fragile. And somebody like Holly Holm, when they ask her, she's like, what am I supposed to say about that? Am I supposed to feel bad for whooping her ass? Like, <laughs> like I can't. Knock her ass out again. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a competitor. This is what I do. Like, Ronda's going to have to redeem herself. She's got to be competitive. It's just, I hated, like, you know, I ran a story on Yahoo, and it ended up being the number one story on Yahoo, period. 3,000 comments. Because R- Ronda's that much of a magnet to people, but... All the comments, like, I very rarely look at comments on my articles because people say stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm reading the comments, and it's like, there's not a positive comment about Ronda in here. Everybody's just trashing her. I mean, that's sad. And But, you know, outside of her domestic violence stuff with Floyd and me thinking that is kind of hypocrisy on her point. You know, you're with a guy accused of domestic violence, whether, you know, he's been convicted or not. Like, he's been associated with it. So if you're that hard against it, you wouldn't be with this guy. So everyone deserves a second chance or everyone deserves to explain themselves. She didn't give Floyd that chance. Um, So I found that hypocritical. But outside of that, you know, Ronda's a very great person. She is. I've talked to her for years. She's she's a wonderful person. Great person. And, you know, the the bad girl image is kind of more of the persona. She has to sell fights. She has to ramp it up. She has a little bit of an edge. She's confident, which is cool. Right. And I want her to bounce back. She's great for the sport. She's course, great yeah. for women's MMA. If she lost, cool. She's still good enough. Come and take two or three more fights with the girls you already beat. Beat them again and then come get your title. That'd be the greatest way to go about it because she'd still drive traffic to the sport. If right. she was fighting you know, a month away from Holly, if she decided to take a fight next month against someone else, fight someone you already bought, you know, you already fought already. You know, someone you beat, go ahead, get another win. Drum up interest for 200 or when you come back in the spring or, or maybe the fall if it takes longer it's than like that. It's like November at this point. November? Yeah. Yikes. Well, whenever you may come back, uh, that would have been great. She just handled it very weird, man. Like, I don't know why she's out. 
of it, and she's out of it mentally. So hopefully she bounces back. She's great for the sport. Uh, it's, it's just an odd situation. Yeah, speaking of other odd situations, Manny Pacquiao. Ah. What an odd situation this is. Uh, so Bye-bye to Nike. Yeah, so Manny Pacquiao, for those who I guess have been living under a rock, went and said that he uh, gay people are worse than animals because – Gay animals don't have sex with these. Now, my dogs sniff the other dogs' butts before in the yeah, past. Yeah, I think I've seen a male dog hump another yeah, it, male it dog. it happens, but his comments caused a firestorm. <laughs> he blamed it on his religion. He gave a sorry, not sorry apology. He's like, yeah, you're still kind of going to hell, but I didn't mean to say that you're animals, but you're going to hell. Basically is what he's saying. Exactly. Um, Manny needs to get the hell out of boxing. Well, he needs to continue boxing to no, get he the doesn't. checks. No, he doesn't. He needs those checks. No, he doesn't. He Checks doesn't. don't come forever. He, but here's, here's my thing. If he wins, especially, I think he continues. No, he doesn't continue. And I'm, I'm going to explain to you why. A couple of years ago, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Ryan Moore who directed the Manny documentary. We had this long conversation about, the, about just Manny's career and stuff he left out of the documentary. Well, there's, everybody knows about the spiritual awakening that Manny had, right? But if you kind of parallel that to where his career went, the moment he gave himself to God because of Jinky, because he was a womanizer, a gambler, and <laughs> everything else he was doing, is the moment that he's changed forever in boxing. He, was, he, knocked, he hasn't knocked anybody else since. The night that he, he converted over was the night that the third fight with Marquez. That was the night that everything just kind of fell into place. There's a lot of footage in the documentary that we'll never get to see that he has. Once he started this religious trek and started to be about for the people, Manny, he was never really a fighter anymore. The killer instinct's gone. He lost that the version of Manny who knocked out Ricky Hatton and knocked out Miguel Cotto would have gave Floyd Mayweather trouble. But ever since that, he's just not been the same guy. So the him fighting, he's kind of doing it arbitrarily for people. And the more he opens his mouth because he wants to be a politician, the more he's going to put his foot in it. Because you can't you can't say stuff like that. No, I mean, he's like Trump with boxing gloves. Yeah, but just be a politician. Be a politician for the Philippines. Go for your Senate seat. Get out of the sport because the people who loved you loved you. That many Pacquiao. Nobody really likes this many Pacquiao. I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't be doing it if people didn't like this many Pacquiao. I mean, he's, I, I his pay-per-views aren't selling. His fights aren't as exciting. Well, people don't like the fighter many Pacquiao now because he's but not knocking people same. out. But I'm pretty sure people love the humanitarian Manny Pacquiao. It might get him more votes. Uh, I mean, but now he said this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the Philippines, I'm not sure. He backed it up with religion. So, I mean, but there's people that, is what that, it is. The people are one. voting for Trump, by the way. So, I mean, people love this type of shit. Hey, we get what we deserve as Americans. If we get <laughs> Trump, that's what we deserve. But with Manny... God, don't wish us... I don't, I, wish I don't but us. I'm just saying. America's we're a reality television country. This could possibly have. But with Manny, it's like... The number one comedian in the Philippines is gay. Is he? Yes. 6.7 million followers on Twitter went and destroyed Manny on Twitter. Oh, wow. So, it's like... What are you doing? Like, like, you can't be a humanitarian saying homosexuals are animals because there's gay people everywhere. There's definitely gay people in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. So, what? And like, now you lost your Nike deal. That's what I'm saying. The fight business just ain't for you anymore. Get out. But he's been saying this for quite some time. People act like it's a revelation. Like, yeah, he's been feeling this way for a long time. And it, it was hit, a, a, you know, a good majority of time in the Floyd conversations because people want to paint Floyd as the... I guess, you know, the bad guy in that situation. Right. But Manny wasn't, you know, the greatest of guys. He's had these feelings. He's spoken aloud about these feelings. He never hid these. No. He's, you know, by the book, you know, quote unquote. He follows the Bible. He doesn't, you know, approve of gay marriage and such. 
<laughs> so Dude, uh, he, it's nothing new. Look, I, I don't want to go too deep into religion because it's just not. This isn't the podcast. It's not the podcast yeah, for it's that. Not the yeah. podcast. But Correct. being a conservative Christian leads you to say <laughs> stupid shit like this because you say that you're going I by. You the, said you were a conservative Christian. Who? I thought you were just saying. Oh, that. absolutely not. Oh, it's about to say. Like, we're not gonna talk about my religious views. <laughs> it's not necessary here. But when you like when you try to use the word of God to justify because there's so many things that are contradictory in the Bible without going too deep into it. And homosexuality is like, all right, stop stop pinning all your stuff. Maybe you just don't like gay people. But yeah. Don't don't God. You're not God. You're not gonna be judging these people at the end of the day. And by you doing that, you're an idiot. So just shut up, man. Just shut up. Shut up. Hope, now I'm like, hopefully you just go and take this L to Tim Bradley. I was about to say, but now this is another huge distraction in his training for nah, the it'll Bradley fight. He'll, he'll, he'll forget about it. it look, I might end up picking a Bradley knockout like at this point because Manny's mind is just elsewhere. He's always elsewhere. Manny's always got a billion people around him and things going on. I'm not really – like by the time April rolls around, this isn't even going to be talked about anymore. Until the Deadspin article comes out, this is Manny's a piece of shit. That I guarantee <laughs> you is coming. Deadspin's always on it. Always. They're going to find, like, some crazy dirt. Um, so we just had boxing. We were both at the PBC on FS1 card yeah. uh, with the Mayweather Promotions. That was dope. We have more boxing coming up here. We're actually going, by the time people hear this, we would have been at the um, Porter's, uh, Porter. Yeah, yeah workout yeah. tomorrow. So yeah, it's almost That's going to be dope. Yeah. I mean, Are you not hype about this yet? It's March 12th. It's weird. It's in Connecticut. But I'm not hyper. Like, I won't be hyper. Thurman Porter is one of the biggest fights of the year, right? I agree, but it's not being promoted like that. And that's therein lies my problem with this fight. This fight should be much bigger than what it is. In Connecticut? Like, <laughs> Connecticut? What like, Connecticut? Come on, man. It's like the build for the fight just hasn't been there for a fight of this magnitude. Like, they haven't been doing enough to promote this fight. And when the fight happens, I'm going to be like, yeah, great. As a fight fan, I'm going to love it. But I feel like they should have really blown it out with a promotion for this fight. And they haven't. It. It's just kind of there. Uh, it's I mean, another PBC fight to me. Yeah. PBC has so many fights. It's hard to just blow something up. You know, it's not pay-per-view, obviously. It's hard to make a spectacle of these things when they're on twice a week. Right. But this is one of the greatest fights of the year, uh, on paper at least. And these two guys should deliver. Porter looked in great shape when we saw him. Yeah, but he always day. does. Yeah, he's, you know, stays relatively good. Thurman is Thurman. We'll see if the old one time comes out and goes for the knockout. And there's so many different variables in this fight. We'll break it down further, you know, in the coming weeks. But, man, uh, it's hard to not be hype already. I don't hear any buzz. Glasses hasn't hit me up talking <laughs> trash yet. That's how I know the fight isn't, like, real. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, really not, it's really not there. But we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. Um. So let's talk about Fastlane. Fastlane, WWE Fastlane yes. is right uh, around the corner. Fastlane's coming up. The card is weird. So is we weird. have the U.S. title being defended on the pre-show. Uh-huh. Two out of three falls fight. Yep. We record this podcast on a Wednesday. Yes. Tonight, as soon as we're done with this podcast, I go home and I watch NXT. Tonight's NXT is Samoa Joe. Versus Sami Zayn, two out of three falls. Much better match. Just put that shit on the pre-show. Yeah. That's, just replay it. I'll watch it twice rather than watching Kalisto versus Del Rio. I mean, all right. I want to go back for a minute because, like, Raw must have knew that the Grammys was on. Cause Raw, <laughs> they just took the L. Yeah, because they, they just didn't care. Like, it's like the go-home show will be on SmackDown. Um, to have your main event and have Braun Strowman and Big Show, it just kind of you just was like ah fuck it, like you know what I'm saying? Like 
the Titans against the Wyatt family. Like, this is stupid. Like, this is the six-man tag match at Fastlane. Who cares? If the Wyatts don't go over, it'd be the dumbest thing in the world. Even though the Big Show Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast was pretty good. I haven't even watched it yet. It's not bad. Because I don't care about the Big big Show. show, No one cares about the Big Show, but it was pretty decent. I'm going to have to watch it. I haven't had a chance. Like, there's a lot of stuff I haven't watched yet. I'm trying to catch up. But, like, looking at the Fastlane card, with Dean Ambrose losing his title, it felt like it was necessary for maybe to make people think that he could win the heavyweight title. And then well, part what of, if he could? But part of me says, like, if he does, it'd be great, but then it blows up everything that they've built up for the past few months. Yeah, but what if they built up? They got they have to build so much already in the next four weeks. Because the only, only thing they have built in concrete is Triple H versus Roman Reigns. That's what I'm saying. If Dean wins, then what? So it's only blowing up one thing, though, right? Because there's nothing else solidified. It's the only program that you focus so so much energy on. So now Kevin Owens is champ. Do you think him and Ziggler go against each other for the belt? At At Mania? Mania? Hell no. No, right? So they're starting a new narrative. So uh, my mind thinks AJ Styles. So now it's like everything is being reshuffled. So why not do it with your main event? And I'm not saying that you can't have Roman versus Triple H, but is it a triple threat? They invested two like okay, they have a, have a bunch of scenarios in my head. <laughs> One of them is that Brock Lesnar wins, gets the match against Triple H. Somehow that's a great main event. Somehow Ambrose and Reigns have to fight each other at WrestleMania to be the third man in the Triple Threat. Ooh, because if Ambrose loses this match, he's kind of shifted to the back of the pile. Reigns versus Triple H is like ah eh, whatever, and Ambrose doesn't really have a feud to jump into. Yeah. But it feels like with everything that they've worked on, you got to kind of have – if Ambrose and Reigns don't blow up now, they need to blow up at Mania. True. I mean, Ambrose has been gaining some steam, though. He's been carrying It, it makes you think, like, if Ambrose were to win, you'd be like, oh, great. Because then the other thing is what if Ambrose wins to get Triple H, and then you go Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar to see who gets into the triple threat match. I've seen so many ways that this could be a triple threat because I don't want Ambrose. If Lesnar be- loses, he's going against Bray Wyatt. Yeah, well, well that's I, I think that's that's the only way he loses. That, but I think that's how the, it's going to happen because they they've been doing this Titan narrative, and Brock Lesnar yeah. is the biggest Titan in wrestling. So exactly, I figure, like lights out. Yeah, they interfere, take out Lesnar, and it's Roman versus Ambrose one on one. I mean, I just hate that if Ambrose loses, he's the odd man out because he's built so much momentum again. He does this all the time. They get him right to the top. Like when he lost the Royal Rumble, when he uh, there was another match where he should have won What's the last title. Last time we saw a double pin, like one arm across each other's chest. I don't know. Maybe we'll get. I that. need that because then both are number one contenders versus Triple H. Shout out to Triple. Yeah, because somehow Ambrose has to be involved in this. He's built up way too much momentum. Triple H and Roman is the is the angle that you've worked on for for at least five months. Yeah. So you can't blow easy. it up. But you can't leave Ambrose out in the dark. It's the only thing I really care about with this pay-per-view now. Because I'm looking at the rest of the card, and I'm like, I, I don't care. Charlotte and Brie Bella, uh, you know, Brie should win. Brie's going to retire. Yeah, she's going to not retire with the belt. So Charlotte's going to beat Brie. Yeah. Brie's going to retire. Go home, make babies with Daniel Bryan. Cool. Great. Get out of here. Uh, Owens and Ziggler. Owens should win. It should be a good match. It's, it's weird that Ziggler's all of a sudden in the Intercontinental picture when they just kind of took him off TV. he's been, yeah, upsetting Owens. Whatever. He's not winning that. Uh, like you said, the six-man tag, Ryback, Big Show, Kane versus the Wyatts. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> if the Wyatts don't win, I don't understand. Styles Jericho 
has some good potential. Yeah, it, you know what? It feels they've this, been working really well together. This is how I feel about AJ Styles, Chris Jericho. I feel like they had their first match on Raw, and they went back and was like, "We got to do it again." Yeah, because it was like it was good, but you know, so our first times working with each other, it's like we can have this like five star match or four. And Vince was like, "All right, go ahead, do it again." And that's how it worked out. It's like, it was, go ahead, you have SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> just do it again. And now that they, they Chris Jericho won one and AJ won one, I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's gonna be much better than both of their matches that they've had. Oh, I think so. I'm not a huge fan of old man Chris Jericho, but he can still work when he it's has funny. to work. Old man Chris Jericho still has the personality of young man Chris Jericho. He does. He, he just doesn't have the, same the look, jokes. though. Yeah, he just... It, it's the, just less believable. Yeah, he looks ridiculous sometimes. Uh, you know what really bothers me is that he does just a Boston Crab now and not the Lion Tamer. Yeah, it's not like the, the knee in the back. Knee in the back of the head, like yeah. cranking it back. Like, it's you got to bring that back. It's just a crab. Now. Yeah, it's, nah, just, nah, it's, nah, not, it's, it's not taming anything. It's taming <laughs> the crab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, don't be an old man. Like, put in 100% effort. Do the Lion Tamer. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's probably going to be the best match of the night. Yeah, maybe. I mean, right. the, the Lesnar Reigns Ambrose match could be very good. I don't know. If the Wyatt's get involved too early, it'll suck. But it, if we got... If Ambrose it, is going to go through some shit and, you know, Brock's just going to F5 him through a table. I mean, Brock should be killing everybody in this match until the Wyatt's come out. It's like inevitable that we're going to see Bray Wyatt in this match. It's like yeah, because he's not booked for anything. No, he's just kind of there, and, and we like, don't even get the new day, which is another weird thing. Like, how do you not have the new days, especially with the Dudleys or going? Or the Dudleys. And like, we get we get this crazy Dudleys versus Ambrose and Reigns match on SmackDown, but nothing in the pay per view. Weird booking WWE. It just Unless the Dudleys attack the new day during their pre-show segment oh, the, with the high. What is it called? The uh, the peep show, uh, cutting edge peep show. What the hell they call it with Edge and Christian? Edge and Christian, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that could set up the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Which I still think I predicted, right? Four-way TLC match. I, I don't Book think so. It. Be a four-way. Four-way. Lucha Dragons, because they go through some shit. The Usos, the Dudleys. Sin Cara's going to be hurt again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think, he doesn't make it to Mania, dude. Yeah, he does. I don't think. I mean, if he does, he gets there like, uh, which one was it? Jey Uso did last year. He like kind of walked Hobbling. out there. And they threw him through some shit. And he was like, ah, oh, he's hurt. But he was already hurt. And he was yeah. like, all right, bye. <laughs> That's all he needs to do. But That's it. I don't know if they do it a three-way. I mean, I guess you got to get the belt off the Kalisto. Like, I feel like the United States title is like an arbitrary title they just need to get rid of as a whole. Cause no, because that's the, that's the AJ Styles this, title. No, they just going to get the Intercontinental title. It just feels like if Cena give Ziggler the there's plenty of people like now there's so much talent that you have to have that many titles yeah, there's legit people it, who can actually carry shit once long, you get rid of look, people Wade Barrett announced that he's going to leave the, I mean, they're going to start trimming the fat I mean all I'm saying with the United States title is ever since they took it off of Cena they blew it like they just that title's just been piece of shit like Alberto Del Rio and Kalisto nobody cares about either of those guys right now nobody's carrying this title like they should no, but like whoever but gets it should have to do the open challenges. That, yeah, that, that should be the, like the stipulation of the U.S. title is like you have to face any comer on any given night. Like somebody's gonna come fight you. Just deal with it. Correct. Del Rio with the title doesn't matter. Kalista with the title, it's like he can only fight like two matches before somebody kills him. League of Nations about to be over anyway. Half of them are hurt. The other half yeah. is leaving. They just look ridiculous. As it. it was like yeah. a great idea, and it just was like it was great for Survivor Series. Social Outcast took their whole steam, and they're not even good. Yeah. Well. So, they're not even in the pay-per-view. No, which is whatever. This whole pay-per-view is just like whatever. I'm going to watch <laughs> it, but whatever. Um, speaking of like New Japan, we'll talk about New Japan real quick before we end our show. Oh, with. wait. We didn't talk about Triple H and the Cruiserweights. Oh, yes. The 32-man Cruiserweight tournament. That's interesting. Very interesting. I think he's going to get Ricochet, 
you do not have that much hope. I, I don't think that they're going to pry Ricochet from Lucha. I don't think that. I, I think that contract is pretty tight with, with Prince Puma and Lucha Underground to not let him involve himself in this tournament. If they strike a deal, I would be happy. I would be elated to see him in the tournament. But then if they strike a deal, he has to win. Like, yeah. I feel like there's no other way. Because you got to sign a long term. Yeah. So, I, you know, this. Is or this he has to lose, but he can lose, you know. To La Sombra in the finals. It seems like La Sombra is inevitably going to be the man of this tournament. Um, maybe they'll find a way to get Zack Sabre Jr. involved. Uh, there's so Triple much. Triple H has been heavy in Evolve lately, though. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, a lot of the Evolve talents on PWG and everything. Like, these guys just kind of float around. Um, but that's exciting, man. I hope we see Cheeseburger. There's 32 people. You got to have Cheeseburger. I mean, who, it's funny because he's still he, he's like less than a cruiserweight. Like, he's like, <laughs> like a tiny cruiserweight. It's terrible. He's tiny. But I'm looking forward to it. We got this summer, the 32-man field. They're going to be pulling talent from everywhere. Um, maybe they do strike a deal with Lucha to get some of those guys. Because to see guys like Pentagon Jr., like I would love to see all of them in there. Aerostar. This could be fun, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, do they bring back Seidel? It's possible. I mean, there's, I mean, there's ties. They're the tag team champions. Him and Ricochet, are the yeah. tag team champions in New Japan. It's possible. Anything's like, it's going to be a great tournament. Like, maybe they'll find ACH. I mean, there's so many things they could do with this year. Cedric Alexander. There's so many guys that they could put in this tournament. Yo, it's going to be Shit, 32 AJ, is a one hell of a field. AJ Styles is like a cruiserweight when you look at him. I mean, Finn is the champion. He's, he's a cruiserweight. He's 185 pounds listed. This is crazy. It, it this could be a lot of fun. Um, speaking of New Japan, though. Uh, I haven't watched the second of uh, the, the New Beginnings, but I watched the first one. Okada and Goto was a great match. Okada goes over, of Okada, course. Okada, of course, yeah. Um, and we get to see him coming up next week. Yes, against Moose. Moose. Against our man Moose, um, who hopefully That's will have on the show. A, hell of a match for Moose. Yeah, sorry, Moose. We know Okada's going over because yeah, he's Yeah, but it's all right. Um, but the, Step up for Moose. Like New Japan, you know, the, the cards are like reset everything. Kenny Omega's the Intercontinental Champ. Which is great for him. We knew he had to take that, yeah. you know, after they lost AJ Styles and they lost uh, Nakamura, Nakamura and which is crazy. Gallows and Anderson just, are on their way out. It should be uh, showing up soon. It's rough. But um, they got guys like Shibata. They got guys like Ishii. They got, I mean, they have a, they still have a lot of talent. The tag team division is still fresh. It was funny. Red Dragon didn't take the pin again. No, yeah. Cody Hall kidnapped Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> at the end of the match, which was insane. Cody Hall's going to be a monster, man. Oh, Cody Hall will be in NXT before he the end. He is going to be a monster. That he's, kid is a beast. He's finally getting it on, on what he needs and to I've do. I've seen that. Like, yeah. New Japan has to make the push, though. You got to keep will. him, right? Because he's super nah, young. They won't, they won't keep him. They won't be able to. He's a second. The like, Triple H connection. Yeah. He's, you know, he's Scott Hall's son. There's no way that Cody Hall stays in New Japan. Right now, before Triple H even like gets in his ear, you got to keep him. Because he has the build. He has the size. Yeah. He has everything you need to be that next huge star. Yeah, and he's, he's learning. He's, he's, like, he's learning on the job. Him that's, one of the cases, that's one of the cases where you got to push him early. Nah, you got to build him. Because he's, he's, he's just now getting it. Like, you look at him. You don't want to push him But to keep him, you got to push him early. Nah, you don't. You don't I mean, because uh, you're not going to keep Triple him. Triple H's shaking him that. <laughs> like, yeah, is like that you're not going to keep him. Like, he needs to be developed. Like, you, he's still he's very He's everything raw. they want Baron Corbin to be. Yeah, but he's, he's still very green and raw. NXT, you could take that chance. You can bury him underneath a lot of guys, and you'd be like, all right, you got to learn because you're going to end up getting in the big leagues. New Japan is a little bit different because it's really style over substance. Yeah, it's all about true. style and how good these guys are on the ring. He's not quite there yet, so... Yeah. He's got a lot of work to do, but it's fun to watch him. Like he, he's learned. He's like the base and like a lot of aerial matches. Like the, the, Cody Hall gets it. He's finally getting it. He yeah. looks like the lumbering idiot sometimes, but he gets <laughs> it. Um, 
the rest of the card was, you know, the rest of New Japan was good. I mean, my, I love the Shibata Ishii match. It's probably a match that you wouldn't like. No. Two stiff guys beating yep. the shit out of each other. <laughs> slapping the that. piss out of Like, I love that match. It's just, you know, the, they're going to have to stop that soon because after Daniel Bryan retired with concussion, there's no way, like, Shibata and Ishii are not concussed, like, every match. <laughs> every match. It's insane. Um, but, yeah. Yo, the mean, headbutts are just crazy. I don't even know why you keep taking Wrestle these Kingdom. Like, they had a sequence where it was, like, 13 straight headbutts. It's nuts. And, and then the kicks were just like, who can kick each other hard? Like, if you haven't watched uh, New Beginning in a – what was it? New Beginning – I forgot where it was. Holy shit. Brain fart. But if you haven't watched it yet, just watch how these guys just slap the shit at each other. It's so <laughs> stiff. I'm like, dude, how do you guys just do this to each other for, for like, 15 minutes? Crazy. Um. What else we gotta talk about? We gotta cut this show short this week. Yeah, before we get out of here though, there's a UFC card. Oh yes, Cowboy weekend. versus Cowboy. Yes, Cowboy versus Cowboy. UFC Pittsburgh. It's had its up and down, ups and downs. Though, I mean, it lost Lineker. So is Cody Garbrandt still on the card? I Garbrandt already... is on the card. He got a new opponent. Somebody's just um, gonna run over. I. He's going against. I have the name right here, Augusto Mendez. Somebody's gonna run over. Run over. But I really wanted him to get moved to 196. Yeah. Selfishly, because I wanted to see him. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, man. Like, looking at this card. But we have Brunson. Yeah, whatever. I mean, this card is. Bermudez? Bermudez is always good. Yeah. Rich uh, Cavagieri? Yeah, I mean, he should win. I mean, uh, all right, real quick. Cerrone should beat Oliveira. Brunson should be. Well, that's a good fight. This is, this Cerrone th- fight's not a give me. I mean, it's, it's going to be a good fight. Um, size matters. Like, si- that size difference is no joke. This card, like, I, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not expecting too much from this card. It's not no, gonna I'm be earth shaking by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm gonna watch it, and that should be cool. the The biggest MMA event of the weekend, Bellator. Bellator. Man, Invitational. Yes, Kembo Slice versus Dada Five Thousand. I don't care who wins that fight. I just want to see them beat each other up. <laughs> That's all I it's care my guilty about. pleasure right now. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I can't wait to see this fight. Kimbo versus Dada. I think Dada's getting knocked out, sadly. But, like, I watched their, like, preview hype video. And I was, I was like, yo, I'm going to watch this while I take a nap between riding. It kept me up. And I was awake. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I'm into it. But, so they got me, man. I Bellator mean, got me. It was good production value. I, hey, they're, they're kind of figuring there. it out. I mean, <laughs> the Gracie Shamrock match is, like, 20 years too late, it feels like. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it's it's like the old man invitational. It's like, who, whoever loses, then what? Because if they don't retire, what do they do? They they fight. I don't know. Gracie <laughs> wins. <again>. He fights. <laughs> I don't think Shamrock's going to retire until he's dead. Fights Kimbo, all right? I, I, don't. I think Shamrock needs to be forced out by a stroke. Yo, he's going to keep not gonna fighting people. He's never going to stop. Ken Shamrock cannot if stop If Shamrock fighting. wins, I think he fights. It's Not tough. Kimbo again. No, no. He can't fight Kimbo again. He got knocked out. For that loose, real naked choke. That was horrible. <laughs> I don't know. There's There's a couple options for him, though. Shamrock is still, I mean, Tito's just lost. Oh, my God. To fight Tito. Oh, my God. I would um, Man, there's just a couple options. Oh, but I mean, Shamrock with a win can keep fighting. Shamrock with a loss, he got to hang it up. Yeah, well, whatever. If Gracie wins, he's got to hang it Who up. Who do you have? Man. I need a prediction. I'm just going to go with I'm going to go with Hoist Gracie. Because um, <laughs> it, it, Ken Shamrock couldn't choke out Kimbo Slice, and he had him in prime position, flat at, flattened out with his rear naked choke. Gracie should be able to tap him. He's old, but jujitsu is jujitsu. 
Okay. You know, if it was like a guy like Matt Hughes with ground and pound, like Ken Shamrock has nothing for him. So, whatever. Um, uh, picking Kimbo to be Dada 5000. Kimbo's just much more seasoned. Um, the Emmanuel Newton Linton Vassal fight is interesting to me, but I think Linton's that guy right now. And I think I like Emmanuel. He was making up excuses for why he didn't win, but no, man. Last fight was in the tournament, right? Yeah, well, no, no, no. Um, what was, was his last, last fight? fight? I wasn't. Was it in a tournament? Four man tournament, right? Did he get hurt? Bellator was like a blur. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, because Vassal beat Tito Ortiz. He mauled Tito. He just oh yeah, yeah. But they fought before, and and that's how Vassal won. Is um, he beat? I love that they list Kevin Ferguson versus the Fear Harris. Yeah, whatever. I don't know um, who those two people are. Yeah, and it's Kimbo uh, Slice versus Dada Fight Down. My guy Melvin Gillard is, is is on Bellator. Um, fighting Derek Campos. Melvin Gillard is actually gonna fight. Melvin Gillard's on the fight. Yeah, he can still fight. The kid can still throw hands. Just never got his ground game together. But I didn't know he could make weight anymore. No, oh, well, whatever. Um. But, yeah, I'm going to watch this train wreck. Yeah. We're all going to watch this train wreck. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Because that's, that's the beauty of it. They keep getting us. Yeah. And we can't help it. Why not? The production value will be good. It's on Spike TV. I'm here. As long as it wasn't on pay-per-view, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not paying anything for that on pay-per-view. But that's pretty much our week. Summed yeah. up real quick. Short episode because we were at Agenda and everything this week. Uh, it's kind of a busy week. Boxing yesterday. Agenda, fashion, stuff today. Yeah. And, you know, gearing up for next week. Yeah. We're and getting, getting ready for the Red Panty Night. <laughs> and the road to WrestleMania is, it starts after this, too. The true road to WrestleMania. That's going to be crazy. We got to set something up for WrestleMania weekend so we get, you know, in touch oh, I'm with already the fans and everything. I'm, I'm already, um, I've already, I'll tell you about it after the show. I've already talked to Joe. I've already talked about podcasts. Yeah. It's on. We're in there, baby. We're moving up in the ranks. So uh, thank you guys for listening to us. Short show this week, but we'll be back again next week. Some guests in tow for next week. Uh, make sure you guys fill out the survey. Everything else, thank you for those who have filled out the survey to get us some sponsors. Last week was our best episode yet. Yeah, a lot of people listen. Thank yes. you for listening to us. I don't know why you listen to us sometimes, but <laughs> thanks. We appreciate it. Crunch the numbers. We are one of the best boxing and MMA podcasts in the world. It's hard to believe, but okay. It's crazy, right? People love us. So you know where you can follow us on social media, at the Cornell LSN on everything. I'm at Kel Dansby on everything. And I'm at Andreas Hill on everything. Until next week, we're out. Peace. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Uh-uh, 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 on the Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.